Hey everyone, I'm Dan. I'm Andrew. And, and we're, we're over it. Still as good as our first try. Still as good as our first So, transparency, we had started recording without checking, and Andrew was like, are we sure? And I was like, we're sure, but I, let's check anyway. Because I also don't want to do like a whole half an hour, and then it's like, oh, just hearing my voice. Wouldn't that be funny, though? Like, we should try that. Like, you record just... <laughs> Like the whole conversation by yourself, and then see, I'll do the same thing over the same topic. And you just hear me like smacking my lips and <laughs> just like that. If you, hold on, if if you are, ASMR. if you are, uh, if if one of your pet peeves is this noise, or even if you just want to let us know what your pet peeves are, you let us know. Let us know. Maybe it's the word moist. Maybe you just really get turned off by the word moist. You know, I get turned off worse by the word slippery. There's something about it that makes it like, ugh. What sl- if somebody says slippery? Slippery sounds more like they like how my grandfather would say it. Whereas like slippery, when they get all the syllables in there, it's like... Syllables? Yeah, also, talking is not my thing today. It's been... I don't believe that. <laughs> Not for a fucking second. <laughs> so today's question, because we are in the spooky season. Yes, come on. Dece- or December. Yep, <laughs> that's also the spooky season for my credit card. <laughs> right, okay. yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. October 1st. Oh, we made it. We made it. It is a time of splendor mm-hmm. and a time of sorrow. Time of pumpkin spice. Time of pumpkin spice. Which I picked up a lot of pumpkin spice things at Trader Joe's today. Mm. Mm. Gonna make some pumpkin bread when I get home. <sighs> Watch out. I'm on keto, so I can't partake. You could just eat a pumpkin. I could just eat a pumpkin. I could also try and make pumpkin bread with almond flour. Which I honestly like almond flour a lot. Yeah, and, and you know I don't have a problem eating it. It's, it's, it's basically it's basically biscotti. That's what, right, you know, or macarons yeah. or whatever. But our 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 uh, our question that we're going to do today is: What is your favorite Halloween movie? It doesn't have to be spooky, but it does have to be Halloween. Yes, yes. So I'll let you take this one away, Dan. Easy. Will forever and always be Hocus Pocus. Of forever course. and always, never a question in my mind. Watch it every single season. Mm. It's. I'm actually gonna. I think I'm gonna try to spend some time and watch it uh, coming up here pretty soon because yeah. I'm just getting over some some spooky things on Halloween. I think we talked about Halloween last yeah. year too. They just keep doing a great job, you know. But you know, for me, I believe it or not, I thought about this long, long and hard. You know, do it, do it that pun as you will. Yeah. But I think that scream. I just to leave it. <laughs> I think that scream is my favorite Halloween movie because it references so many other. Yeah, the original scream because it references so many other. Halloween movies and it just like has every trope all there mm-hmm. all in once and it's just it's a great movie as yeah. far as I'm concerned and I'm like a I'm a big Halloween uh, like horror buff yeah and just and they're actually doing a whole thing this week on Netflix like you can watch all four screen movies for six days only and I might just start having to watch it you know see I'm not a horror person yes we've we've we've, yes, done, we've talked we've, about yes, this before yeah so that's why I like that's why I like Hocus Pocus is because it is very much a Halloween movie yeah, and speaks to more like mysticism and yeah. like some of those myths rather than straight somebody scary, is stabbed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I actually, last weekend I got the, I got my week, I got my spooky spook week. Nope. I was trying to go somewhere there. I got myself into the season by watching uh, my friend's place, the remake of evil dead. Cause I've seen all the evil deads before, right. but I never saw the remake and boy, was that brutal. Mm-hmm. It was, 
it wasn't campy. It was more or less just like Come super on, brutal. camp. It was very. It wasn't as campy as the originals, but it still had it's. It still had like the charm of the original Evil Dead's. But it, it just when people's hands are getting severed, just right. that's for me. That's a little too. Much. That is that is the one thing for you, really. Uh, I mean, I can deal with a lot of spookiness, but like when people's hands get like ripped off, or they have to like rip off their own hands, and it's just like, uh that to me is a little gratuitous. But I also understand that's that's kind of what they were going for because. I mean, I think I think Evil Dead, if I'm not mistaken, or Evil Dead 2 was like one of the first non-rated, one of the very first non-rated films because they were like, we don't know what to rate this because right. it's, it's beyond R, but it's not X because there's no nudity. So right. we don't know what to do with it. But big fan all the same. So Dan, are we over things? Uh, we're a lot of things. It's a weird day being someone from Las Vegas. Because oh, two right. years ago was the, the big shooting. And that's one of the benefits of being away sure. from Las Vegas around this time. Uh, and then having, you know, the privilege of the people that I did know that were at the concert mm-hmm. survived. Mm-hmm. Whereas I know a lot of my friends um, that had folks there did not. Right, they knew somebody, or they were related to somebody, or so on and so forth. So, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing for me being from there, wanting to share in that, um, you know, share my support and whatnot. But I also don't feel like I should be posting on Insta, like because I didn't sure. lose anyone, right? Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I want to respect the people that were impacted to yeah. a, a larger degree sure. and maybe it would feel different if i still live there you know i'm sure i'm sure but, i'm sure also proximity would would yeah you know do a little bit more but yeah it's i mean two years i can't believe that a it's been two years and b that not to get too political nothing's been done yeah so at it's just it it, it definitely kind of um boggles my mind sometimes yeah. and i was very lucky that i was able to get out of the country for seven days yeah and... how was that everybody andrew was at oktoberfest Ooh. the real thing i saw the pictures it was i saw the beers i saw the cute outfits yes the later i looked really good in later i was one of the few out of his group andrew looked the best <laughs> Out of all of them, <laughs> not not very hard competition. Hey, hey, take the fucking <laughs> I, I will. Thanks. No, I loved it. It was nice to get out of uh, out of New York for a week. It was nice to get out of um, the United States for a week. And you know, it's not it's not it's a very big misnomer when everyone says that everyone else in the world is like laughing at us or making fun of us. It's like no, but if you go to another country and you're wearing a MAGA hat no one's yeah. gonna like you right and I, I i was able to meet a lot of people that were you know not only like german because we spent four days in berlin and then i was in three days in in munich but we met a bunch of british expats we met a bunch of uh, people that were were immigrants who worked in like service industry right. and stuff so what does expat mean expat means that they are an expatriate which means that they have they are uh from another country but living and working in uh, a separate foreign country. So these are British people that have jobs and are employed right. in in Germany. And ironically enough, a lot of the people that do the tours, because we did we did a beer tour, mm-hmm. a food tour, and a and like a walking tour. So if apparently if you get a history masters, 
if you don't teach, you have to become a tour guide. Interesting. And it was so funny because in two days we met two British people that were both from the same part of Britain mm-hmm. that were tour guides for the same company in Berlin. It was like, oh, that's mm. so funny. And they're like, yeah, they're like, I mean, I don't work at a library and I'm not in a work right. museum. And so there's nothing else I can do. I just never like the term expatriate. They call themselves expats. I know, yeah. but I've never liked it. Granted, sure. that is not an identity that I hold, so I shouldn't have an opinion. Well, I can have an opinion. I shouldn't. I it think, shouldn't matter. My opinion shouldn't matter. I think, but yeah. I'm just saying it's a weird way to characterize yourself unless you really don't. Because expatriate for me means that you cared about your home country and you, long, you no longer care about it. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, Interesting. I think that because what does it mean to yeah. be a patriot then? I think that that term has also been bastardized a lot by our by American culture, because there's no other culture in the world that's like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna wear the flag on my you know on a bathing on my bathing suit and I'm gonna get an American flag tattoo. Sure, no one else in the world does that. Like not the last time they did that, they were Nazis and there were you know fascism. Right. So nobody is that has that much of like a hard on for their own country really but is it really a hard on to just say that you care about your country i think there's a difference between caring about your country and caring about your country at the cost of its people and other people in other cultures i don't think we're talking about the same thing probably not no because i, I don't think you have the same definition of a patriot that i do i think you're reading more into the term that i'm intending yes. for you to yes i am <laughs> no i'm literally like as long as you follow the rules and you for me as long as you follow the like the, the laws and the policies of a country you can be considered a patriot right sure um my thought with like an expatriate is like somebody that doesn't agree with the country or how things are going and so they're sure. leaving because they're kind of re- that's their rebelling against ah their country so, not necessarily okay. you know what i mean i've also heard the term used when i worked in retail uh the company i worked for was japanese owned mm-hmm. and they would have a management team of japanese expats yeah. who would live and work in new york for a certain amount of time and then they'd go back to their country so is that an expatriate if you plan on going back i I don't it doesn't know. make sense I, to me. Trust me. I just I'm just regurgitating. No, I, I, I understand, but you know, I read this book called The Four Agreements. Okay. And it talks about how everything in our society has meaning because we agreed that it should have that meaning. Sure. Does that sure. make sense? Yeah, that does. And so like we call this a chair. Because we have called it a chair, and we have agreed that it should be called a chair. Okay. And even though other cultures call it something else, it's still a chair. The there's still an agree like a unspoken agreement that we all know what this is ah. and what it's for. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. And so for me, it's like my agreement in terms of what the word patriot means is deviant from other folks. Sure. And so it's just interesting to hear like folks using that kind of terminology and seeing how like those agreements and whatnot play out. I mean, if you if you the root of a lot of our conflicts is the fact that we don't agree on very specific things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's I'm thinking like the meaning of life. Yeah. Well. Or 
whether or not people deserve XYZ. Sure. Absolutely. Those are all just conflicts of agreement. Sure. And granted, this is like a gross simplification and there are other factors, but I don't know. That just got me into like a little existential <laughs> an existential tizzy right there. So I also could I also didn't ask much further. I mean, we talked about stuff just because I was, you know, like trying to be really nice. And, you know, British people yeah. in, in Germany are, happen to be extremely nice people because, you know, they themselves are kind of going through like... I was going to say, which is not the perception. Yeah. Uh, but they're, you know, just very nice people and yeah. really open and, and like, you know, really like talking to people, you know, just in general because that's like their job. Come on, communication. And it's weird that both the British people that I met on both tours, that were tour guys, had both yeah. lived in Germany for seven years. Yeah. I don't know if that was like a line they're fed to give, like, yeah. oh, I've been here for seven years. But I was like, at what point are, are you immigrating here or is right. like, or is it like you're on a contingency thing and that makes you an expatriate? Or is it a nicer way to say that I'm an immigrant to this country? Or is it because it's all sec- still technically part of the EU? And that's the really other thing right there. Yeah. Cause that's like another level is because it's yes. okay to move. Like you're supposed to move through countries if yes. you want to. Yeah. That's, that's a being, whole other thing. Are you being an expatriate if you're still within the EU? Isn't that like the greater cause? Yeah. I, we didn't get that far. Basically, by the time... Why, by Andrew? The time, why don't you have these answers? Damn by, it! By the time we were done looking at stuff, I was like, oh, I guess we'll just go get liters and liters of beer. Yeah. So it was great. I will say the one thing that I am certainly over is the cost of everything in the United States. What do you mean? Berlin was the cheapest place I've ever been to my entire really? life. Really? Not only was the hostel we stayed at Thirty dollars per person for four days. I yeah. knew it was dirt cheap, but it was clean. They yeah. had breakfast. It was very nice. The price of beer is the same as a bottle of water, and it's still under two dollars or two euro. Nice. Food is cheap. Things to do are cheap. Yeah. Real estate's cheap. Everything is so cheap, and everyone yeah. is super nice. The service is like super nice. Like all service right. industry people were super nice. I heard that it's a little hard to actually immigrate there because if you don't speak German, they get kind of frustrated with you because it's like they want you to speak german right but everyone knows english you know even the cheapest of cheap beers is better than the cheapest of cheap beers here actually better than most mass-produced beers here yeah and it's walkable it's clean the metro system works it's on time i took the metro system everywhere it was amazing and you're also literally within a few hours of going pretty much anywhere at least from Germany, like yeah. there's no problem to get to France. We had friends that went to Prague afterwards. We had people that went to Vienna afterwards. It was just like, I'm just so tired of everything in New York being like crazy expensive. Like, you yeah. know, it's, it's at least $12 for me to get a burger and fries that I like. Whereas there, the most expensive things we consistently ate were these handmade pizzas by our hostel, which were 10 bucks, but it fed five of us. It was yeah. so cheap. And ugh, the price of everything here just... Just walking, also walking around a foreign country that's a very modern foreign country, yeah. being like, I have so much yeah. money was kind of nice. But I digress. It's, I'm happy to be back. I missed New York a lot. And, but Berlin is probably my most favorite place I've ever been. Nice. It just, cool. it just really. Do you think Oktoberfest had anything to do with that? Or? No, because I was in Munich for. That's true. That's Munich, I wish I was spent more time. Um, but the problem with. The, the problem with like the icky past of Germany is that when you look at stuff, you're like, oh, this is so nice. It's like, oh, because it got completely destroyed and they had to rebuild everything. So especially when you're in Munich and you see yeah. really cool looking old buildings, 
you have to realize, oh, the only thing that survived the air raids was this one church that still looks really cool. Right. Everything else was just built up afterwards and is painted to look old. Yeah. But Munich was very cool. I, I, the way that they do urban planning in both Munich and Berlin was very efficient and really cool. And mm-hmm. I definitely a huge fan. I think I had more fun in, in Munich, like more group fun in Munich, but in Berlin, it just had like, no, no, it wasn't like that. I know. No one's, listen, when you have to t- when you have to basically take off your entire cowhide shorts to to go to the bathroom, ain't nobody fucking. Oh well, you know. <laughs> but no, it was it was a very good time, and uh, I'm but like I said, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I yeah, you know, I've you had too many gigs to be gone. Ah, uh, don't even get me started. I got you started. Listen, I'm I I don't know if I've said this before, but but to the people that are getting married, yeah, people that are thinking about having live music at your wedding Mm -hmm. absolutely do it i think nothing is as fun as a live band at a wedding because there's just a lot of people Mm -hmm. it's a it's not as the recording so it's a little more fun that way it's just more danceable because there's so much more energy but if you request more than like 10 songs just hire a DJ because you don't want to see us. You just want to get a DJ. And it really makes a lot of extra work for the musicians. Yeah. And most companies will say no. Yeah. So. Except for yours. Except for <laughs> and I will not, I will not, I will not defame my, my company. Cause that could, it's also a very dangerous hole. I do not want to get go, go down. Been um, there before. But I will say this weekend uh, is my last wedding in, uh, with this company until uh, November. Mm-hmm. And the couple did not ask for lots of things. They asked for very simple stuff. And the requests they do have, I personally like a lot. Yeah. So good on them. But for the love of God, if you're basically creating the entire set list yourself for the band to play off of things that you like, right. hire a DJ. Yeah. That's just you're going to save. Probably yourself. why we'll be hiring a DJ for our wedding. Listen, I would I would not want you to hire anything other than a DJ because yeah. you're doing destination weddings. Yeah, and I'm sure as hell that there's a million great DJs, and the resort will know great DJs. Yeah, yeah, I'm I sure. Mean, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Have you? How's how are things on that front? <clears throat> the planning for the oh, got the got the shake. No, it's like we're gonna we're, we gotta wait until we can go and test it out. So you are gonna do the testing out yeah. thing because you and I had talked about that just in our personal lives. Yeah, just thinking about because I want it to be. I don't need to experience it for the first time. True. On you know what I mean, especially since nine times out of ten, if you're gonna get married, you're probably gonna go there, even if it's a domestic wedding. Yeah, you're gonna go check out the space. You have to. Right. And the, and you know what the only thing will be different? Maybe you'll get like the bridal suite when you book for your wedding, or you'll get right. like the presidential suite or something. Right. So like book a normal room and just see how the normal rooms are. Exactly, you know? yeah, because then that gives you the experience of the uh, the guests. Exactly, I think that's a I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, you also get a chance to you know ask them about local vendors, try all the local yes. vendors. You don't want to go. It's a wedding. You don't want to go in that ship. Oh, one hundred percent. So something that I am over, and I'm actually going to lean my chair back a little bit. <sighs> something that I am over <laughs> is I'm looking into purchasing a property Oof. in Las Vegas. And I didn't realize, like, I know it's going to be complicated. And thank goodness for my real estate agent, because there's just so much that goes into buying property that you just aren't aware of. 
like before I even signed an offer, I had to like look through and sign six documents. Yeah. Then you put the offer in and then you have to sign all these documents. Then they're like, oh, you can have up to five days to change your mind, but five business days, like there are all of these things. And then you got to look for a mortgager or a mortgage company yep. before you reach out to the real estate agent. Yep. They send you like 13 pages of one document and there's like seven other documents in that in that bunch. Yeah. Uh, don't you miss the days where you could just trade a horse for a house? I don't remember those days, but <laughs> hey. I'll give you a whole bale of hay and my daughter. Right. And it's like, even if you end up buying a house, our economy is so in flux. It's like, is it going to be worth what you paid for? Is it worth waiting? We've actually had people tell us who got condos recently in uh, New York City. They say, just rent as long as you can. Really? Yeah, they're like they're like it's not worth it. the The service costs alone mm-hmm. are like three times as much as rent. Yeah, and then you still have to pay a monthly fee on top of that. It's like, excuse me, who the fuck is doing this? Yeah, I mean that makes sense though. In New York, yeah. renting makes more sense. But I think that if you're somewhere else, you know, like Las Vegas, or even if you're in the South, especially if you're in the South, I just kind of make for me. If I, like, I have no plans on moving to the South. But if I did, I probably wouldn't rent. I'd probably try and buy something. Yeah. I, I think I want to look into... These damn because... Texas mansions. Like, nine oh, bedrooms, like 13 bathrooms. Yeah. 565. I, mean, I looked... It's like, I I know that I... I knew that my rent was going to go up this year because we're, we're coming up on a year lease. And I'm like, I remember there were times when de Blasio would past laws that they couldn't raise rent if it right. was a year-to-year lease and i i don't know if they're honoring that and i don't know and the, basically the the rental company's like we can take away this offer so i was like oh they're just trying to force us into something and i also want to know what the cap is like i don't want to have to move a place every two years because the rent's getting right. ridiculous like and that's why i'm i really want to get something that's more of like a mortgage it's like, come on. Like, there's got to be a solution other than right. moving out of the city. And I don't want to do that. That's There's got to be a solution. The city being Manhattan or yes. the city being the city? The city being, well, no, I would move to, I would move outer borough if it meant that uh, rent was stabilized or it was, or there was a cap. Because they also, I have to look back through my lease, but I remember in my old place, the cap basically was there, no matter how much they, how much inflation happened, they would never raise the rent more than $2,700 a month. But it started at 13. Yeah. So I don't know what the cap is for my current place, but Lord knows I'm not waiting around until it's, you know, I don't want to be in my seventies paying $3,500 a month on a tiny one bedroom because I've just stayed there forever. So I, you know, there's, there's gotta be a way to solve it. I don't know how to do it. I mean, my friend, his process is try and find a place that's offering like one or two months off or they're offering like you pay 12 months and we give you 14, something like that. Hmm. And he's like, after my year, I start packing and searching and then the next year I move again. But he's one person. That's true. He's one person. He's one person. And his apartments are typically not that large. So it's not a... Yeah, no... That's, I think that's where, I think that's where that's, I think that's my problem. And also, I mean, if, if I could also like count 
on a raise every year that I wouldn't mind. Sure. But it wasn't specifically negotiated. It was more like not a merit-based raise, but it's like, you know, when the company does well, we do well. When the yeah. company isn't doing well, they might not give us raises this year. So it's like I can uh, do that. I know. But you know, that's it's that's the, the other benefits that come with it. I'm fine with. I don't. Yeah. I don't actually mind. But it's just so it's so frustrating because I really didn't realize how good I had it in Queens because I did like two two year leases in a row, and then I did uh, the remainder of my three years. I just did year year by year, and it was so still so cheap. And there was three years they didn't raise it because they passed a law that said you can't raise raises or you can't right. raise rents year to year. And I'm like, where's that? I want that. I want. Right. I don't want to move. I hate moving. But so instead, we're going to spend uh, the, some weekends in uh, November and December just getting rid of <coughs> her shit, Chachkis. You know. And how does she feel about it? About what moving, or about in, all of it in general? But uh, she asked me. She's like, "Should we resign?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm not moving." I, was, yeah. I, I mentally can't do that right now. I, I when I got back from uh, from Germany. Uh, I got handed nine new clients that were someone else's, but they're like, she's overwhelmed. Uh, take on these clients. Right. There's only three that are going to be a lot of work. Everything else is going to be pretty easy. Right. But still, it's a lot of new clients. And I just got a new client this week. Right. And I'm not ungrateful for the work. It means that they trust me. It means that they want, they're like really looking to me to take on some bigger, bigger things, which I'm very happy about. Yeah. But you know, I really want to like do a great job. And when I hit Q4, when things really slow down, I want, I basically have all my work cut out for me for the rest of the year. And I don't want to be thinking about moving, especially right after Thanksgiving, when we have a very, we have a very expensive uh, Christmas season coming up just on both of our parts because of our travel and stuff. And then we're going to Korea next year. It's like, I don't, I can't physically or financially do this this year and next year we can we we can plan it but it's like you know i also i'm gonna miss walking to work i'm gonna miss all the benefits of that apartment no matter how small it is i know it's not gonna go over well but i'm like hey you know since since we can't get married for a few years why don't we just stay here until we get married and then part of our part of our foray to marital bliss is get a new apartment it's true and of course, she'll never listen It'll to the podcast your, anyway. I was going to say it's going to test your merit. Well, buying sure. a house. I don't even care so much about a house. I think I just want something a little more rent stabilized. Sure. I mean, just even like going through that process can be yeah. stressful. I, we we even looked at doing um, the lottery system for the um, low income housing. We both combined, since it's, it's the same household, we make too much money. Mm. We're like just over the cap. And the places that that were listed i was like this is more than we pay now like yeah it's bigger but that's not affordable housing that's, yeah we don't meet this i'm surprised because in stytown it's only 800 for a two-bedroom stytown 14th affordable or non-affordable just like normal affordable housing oh affordable housing oh yeah but yeah. i think it's like i think it's more or less the um i also think the wait list is yeah full. the wait list is for every guy's yeah. stytown i i that's the tough thing is the waitlist. Yeah, the waitlist. Honestly, I just uh, I know this is very shot in the dark, but this still happens. Like I, part of me wants to move back to Queens, and I just want to move into like the upstairs apartment of someone's house that they've had forever, 
and they're like the downstairs neighbors they're the supers and they've owned the house forever yeah blah 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 it's like that's such an old queens thing and i want that because yeah. they're not going to raise the rents too much you can really have a good rapport with everything there's no management company you know that sort of situation but that's pie in the sky stuff and right. I, I also don't have i don't have patience for house house hunting as much as mm-hmm. uh, as my wonderful partner does i just don't have the same right. patience for house hunting that she does i don't either just like yeah. i'm like let's just let's here's money take give, something yeah here's money give me a house let's do it but that's also because i've never gotten to pick where i live ah i have always lived where somebody else has told me to live very true yeah when you when you start making your own decisions that's when it, that's you know that's when it gets frustrating God, and plus like looking at houses on going to open houses on weekends yes and the pressure of being like you don't know if this like rental company is just sending people so you have to oh put in gosh. an offer yeah there's yeah. a you know oh you just like this house well there may be somebody else putting in a an offer for rent yeah and you gotta get your gotta get your documents together right blah, blah, blah. you gotta like, show up with your documents just yeah it's like hey how about i just give you an extra Five hundred dollars, and this is ours. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew. Well, Dan. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, please, please, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at we're underscore over underscore it. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash over it for bloopers, deep dives, and other exclusive content. You can also find all of our social media links via Patreon as well. And wish we had better audio. Well, us too. Help us deliver high-quality content by making a one-time donation at either our Anchor page or via Kofi.com. That is K-O-F-I.com slash over it with Dandrew. That's all one word, and that's D-A-N-D-R-E-W. Finally, please take a few minutes to give us not a one, not a two, but a five-star review on iTunes Podcast. The reviews really help us grow our membership and connect with other folks who are also over it. With that, I'm Dan. I'm Andrew. And we're over it. it.